Hello and welcome back to another episode of GMs for Hire. I'm Jamil King and with me is RJ. RJ, how you doing today? Um, great. We got college football to talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, it's definitely not the season that we thought we were going to see, obviously, with some conferences deciding to set out the season. As of right now, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 will not be playing football. But uh, the Southeastern Conference, they will be playing football, and they have dropped their schedule. And uh, we're here to break that down for you. Um, RJ, uh, there's a lot of good football in the SEC. You know, it's, it's the best conference in football, so I'm glad we got to keep that. So um, how excited are you to have this back for us? Oh, man. I At this point, honestly, I would take anything. Uh, even if the Power Five all sat out and all I had to, all I had to watch was like, Sun Belt and the AAC, I'd be all in on it. I'm just – I have problems when it comes to college football. Uh, <laughs> well, but, yeah, if we, as long as we get the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, I'm totally fine with that. I know there's a lot of people up north that are going to miss their Big 10, but oh well. Yeah, Justin Fields, uh, he started a petition. He's got a whole bunch of people signing that. So we'll see if he can get that going. And uh, I know the, a, the AAC still wants to play and all uh, that. They, they want to make it a big four if, if the rest of the conferences don't play. So we'll see what happens with that. I know UCF and USF fans would be excited with that. But uh, Yeah, I, I'd like it. to see that. Give them a chance. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if one of them could crack into the playoffs with these less teams. But um, the SEC, as we know, they dominate. And let's just get right to it. Um, they dropped their schedule, obviously. And let's just go over a couple of games we like throughout, throughout the season. Let's just start off in week one. What, what are you looking at in games that you like in week one? Well, I've, the one that stood out to me the most was Tennessee and South Carolina. Tennessee started atrocious last year, and it looked like Jeremy Pruitt might not make it through his first season. They end the season on fire. I think they have the second or third longest winning streak in the country right now, actually behind like LSU and maybe one other team. Uh, and they're going to be traveling to Columbia to take South Carolina there was a lot of talk about if Will Muschamp should even be coming back this year, if they've underperformed, how they're doing in recruiting, are they living up to expectations. I think, honestly, South Carolina fans, you might need to calm down a little bit. I think Will Muschamp is about an eight- or nine-win coach, and I think South Carolina is about an eight- or nine-win program. Um, I actually think that's a perfect fit. So that's a big game for both of those schools. Who's going to start 1-0? Who's going to have to start 0-1? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that point. Um, Tennessee, they, they actually have a very good offensive line on paper. They have, they have two studs that could go high in, in, in the NFL draft next season. And like, like you said, it's, it's a big game. Who can start off 1-0? It's a big SEC East game. Um, both teams definitely want to start off 1-0. I had that game down. I also had down, in case you had the same one, uh, LSU-Mississippi State. Um, obviously, LSU, they're coming off the national title win. They lost Joe Burrow. They lost Joe Brady. How do they respond in their first game without both of those two? And for Mississippi State, um, you have a new coach. Mike Leach is coming. He's bringing the air raid offense down to Starkville. Um, how can KJ Costello, who also transferred from Stanford, how can he um, lead this offense in the SEC? You know, the SEC, they have a lot better defense, better DBs. Um, we'll see how, how the air raid transitions down to Starkville. Yeah, no, I agree. That that uh, Seeing the air raid in the SEC is going to be fun. And LSU, 20 of their 22 starters from last year are gone now. And you mentioned Joe Brady. He was, what, the passing game coordinator or whatever. He's gone now. This is a, this is a huge overhaul for LSU. Huge. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how, how they start off the season. Um, jumping to week two, there, there, there's a couple of good games on paper. I already know we're definitely going to have one of them um, as the same. So I'll go ahead and just – I'll let you get that one out of the way. I already know what you're going to say. 
Well, we probably got both of them. Texas A&M and Alabama. Texas A&M is getting a ton of hype this preseason. I felt like they got a ton of hype last preseason, and they didn't really live up to it, although they had probably the hardest schedule in the country last year, having to go up against LSU, having to go up against Bama, having to go up against Clemson. Um, this year, week two, they're going to go to Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban, I don't think he's ever lost to one of his assistants, or maybe he's only lost like once, or former assistants. And uh, Jimbo Fisher would love to be the guy to finally do that. Texas A&M gave him a lot of money. At some point, I, I, I have a lot of patience with coaches. I'm not that guy that wants to fire a coach after one year. I think that's stupid. Um, but Texas A&M, I hope their fans stay patient with Jimbo Fisher. I actually think Jimbo Fisher is a pretty good coach. Um, just give it time. But with his salary, you got to finish a little better than, you know, fourth in the West. So that's going to be a huge game. Yeah, A&M fans definitely um, wanted better results than what Kevin Sumlin gave them in this tenure. And right now, Jimbo Fisher's getting, getting arguably, honestly, the same results as Kevin Sumlin. So, but now that Jimbo's getting his own guys in the system, we'll, we'll see what he can do um, in the vaunted SEC. You know, this isn't the ACC where Florida State was dominating. They only had to play Clemson to really do anything. Now in the SEC, you got to deal with Auburn. You got to deal with LSU. You got to deal with Alabama. So, um, we'll see. This is a big year for him. And um, A&M has a couple of games that I like this season. But um, another game I like in week two is uh, Auburn-Georgia. Um, obviously, you know, the dogs, that they're expected to be one of the best teams in the country. Well, before the pandemic, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the country. Now, if less teams, there's even more pressure on them. Um, we all know they have a great defense. We all know their offense has lagged behind a little bit with Jake Fromm, a quarterback. Jake Fromm is now gone. Jamin Newman steps in unless he loses the battle to JT Daniels, who transferred yeah. to USC. But um, yeah. right now, I'm expecting Newman to win the job because he's older. He's been around more. And, um, but um, over on the Auburn side, uh, Bo Nix, the sophomore season, you know, this is where a guy like him needs to really expand his game, explode onto the scene. So um, I think that's a big cross, a big um, cross SEC rivalry game, you know, early in the season. It's going to be a big test for both teams because both teams are going to have good defenses. Yeah, they usually play each other in November, and it's usually a big game. Now week two, this is going to dictate the trajectory of your season. Uh, probably more so if you're Auburn just because the West is harder than the East. But I actually sneaky, sneaky, sneaky like Auburn this year. Um, Auburn lost some guys on defense. I get that. Bo Nix was good as a freshman. He was nowhere near the best freshman quarterback. Um, he, he was good. But I think one of the biggest hires in the SEC is Chad Morris, the offensive coordinator at Auburn now. I just think he's going to do really good things with Bo Nix. He did it at Clemson. I think he did a good job at SMU turning them around. Again, Arkansas didn't really work, but uh, I don't think anybody can can work at Arkansas right now. Yeah, he was atrocious at Arkansas, but um, he, he has had his success in the past, so Auburn is definitely going to be a team to watch. Um, jumping to week three, um, like a game I like, and you're representing the shit right now. Um, I'm, Texas A&M is back on this for me. Um, they, they play against the the Gators. Um, this is a this is another big game. You know, SEC East versus SEC West. Um, the Gators they're expected to be very good this season. Also, Kyle Trask his second full season starting. Um, him and Will Muschamp can they work together that match again? Can can they expand on what they did last season? The Gators again high expectations. So um, it's a good early season test against what should be a good football team in A&M, a team we just highlighted. 
yeah, that's going to be a big game for both of them. Florida, obviously, this is probably their toughest road test going to Texas A&M. I don't think they play at LSU, right? No, they don't. So at Texas A&M is probably the biggest road test they're going to have. For A&M, you're coming off of a game against Bama, which, let's be real, Bama's probably going to win that game. How do you bounce back after a loss and face possibly the best team in the East? Um, that That's going to be a real big game for Jimbo, like we said. If he does lose to Bama, can you bounce back and beat Florida? Because you don't want to lose two straight because now you're talking about you're probably out of the playoff. More than likely you are. I threw, I wrote another game down. Alabama goes to Ole Miss. Alabama's not going to lose that game, but isn't it going to be fun to see Nick Saban versus Lane Kiffin? Oh, yeah, that's going to be a hoot. And honestly, Ole Miss has, has a couple of guys I really love on their team. Well, I'm going to get into them later. Um, they have a lot of pieces on their offense I actually really like. But as, as a whole, they're obviously not going to beat Alabama. But, yeah, um, we're going to get some good coaching matchups with Lane Kiffin yeah. coming over, with Mike Leach coming over. SEC got really exciting um, in this offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, um, those, uh, those two hires in the state of Mississippi were huge for the SEC. Yeah, I'm really disappointed we didn't get a full SEC media day. Um, like that oh. right there, we get all them together. That, that would yeah, definitely that, just be – That would have been awesome. That would just be salivation for the media. But um, yeah. looking at the week four, um, there's two huge, huge, huge games. And um, let's just go ahead and break both those down real fast. We have Alabama, Georgia. We have LSU, Florida. Those are clearly the two of the biggest games of the whole season that we're going to get in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, those those are two potential SEC championship matchups. Um, that is huge. I'm going to let you have Georgia-Bama. LSU-Florida, Florida gave LSU the best fight last year. Um, out of all the games I watched, I know the Auburn-LSU game was pretty close, but I never felt watching that game that Bo Nix was going to get it done. The LSU-Florida game last year, I thought that game could have went either way. I thought Florida had a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter. Um, and with the season that LSU had, that's saying a lot. So now LSU is going to be traveling to the Swamp to play Florida. Don't know if we're going to be any fans, if there is, how many, things like that. But the Swamp is still going to be a tough place to play. There's still something about road games. I don't know what it is. It, it's all mental. It has to be. Because every football field has the same dimensions, everything. It's just – it's all mental. And can this LSU team, which I mentioned 20 of the 22 starters from last year are gone, they're going to have to go on the road and play Florida. Again, Florida coming off of a game against A&M, if they survive that game, that's a big win. You hope they wouldn't have a letdown the next week against LSU. And on the flip side, if they lose that game to A&M, they're going to be coming out swinging versus LSU. So that, that's, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, like you said, um, when you're coming off these, these games against these other great teams, it can either really build a lot of momentum or you got to save your season the next week. That's a really good point. Um, to your point about last year, that Florida-LSU game, I thought that was a great game as well. They, I think Florida gave LSU arguably their best game of the season as well. If it wasn't for a late interception by Kyle Trask in the back of the end zone, that, that game could have flipped either way. I was watching the game before a whole bunch of Florida alone, I, and I was like, they're hanging in there. And that was, that was in like yeah. week seven when they played them, and we didn't even know LSU would end up running the table the way they did. But, yeah, the Gators definitely gave them fits last season. It was a good game. But um, this Bama-Georgia game, um, it's colossal. There's no other way to put it. Um, arguably the best team in the East, the best team in the West, going at it for maybe the first of two times. Um, for, for Alabama, their big question is who's going to play quarterback? Is Mac Jones going to be quarterback? Or will true freshman um, 
did Bryce Young win the job? You know, he, he was committed to USC, decommitted, a California kid comes to Alabama. Um, he's going to be fighting for the job early. And either if he loses the job, I definitely think he will see reps this season, especially with the, the red shirt where we can play four games. Um, Bama's strong still. They're returning a lot of good players. They're going to be able to run the football like usual. So um, the question is, can Georgia score the points to, to beat this this Alabama team? And I'm really interested to see this Georgia offense this year with Monken and possibly Newman. I think they're going to be a lot better offensively than they have been in the past. So um, to me, that, that that's honestly going to be the game of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that game, when it when it was announced, you know, mm-hmm. when we had the original schedule, I was so – interested in seeing this game it's going to be huge I'm not a big Mac Jones believer yet that that game right there can make me a believer yeah we'll see if he if he does win the job that would be um the biggest game of his career and uh we'll see what he can do in that environment um yeah. we have the week five uh, it's obviously after a massive week four week five is gonna have gonna have a couple of different different options that's exciting so what do you have what are you looking for in week five if anything well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, week four, we understand Georgia-Bama is possibly the biggest game in the conference all year. I mean, it is huge. And then the very next week, Georgia and Alabama are both on the road. And we mentioned the letdown game. And this is prime spot for one, maybe both teams, to have a hangover. And maybe both of them stumble because Bama travels to go play Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt. Georgia goes and plays Kentucky. Some people still think they're kind of sneaky. I'm not really sold on Kentucky. But two huge road games the week after maybe the biggest game in the conference. Um, that's got that's a got, uh, trap game written all over it for me. I like how um, me, me and you were, were thinking alike tonight because we want to talk about trap games. I have another trap game I saw on the schedule. Um, I have Auburn and Ole Miss. Um, if you look at week six, the Tigers travel will play the other Tigers. It's LSU the very next week. So uh, this Ole Miss team, um, sneaky offensively with Jaron Ely and, and if John Reese Pumley does play quarterback this year over Matt Corral. Um, he, he is dynamic on the ground and with his arm. If you saw him play all last season, he was carving up defense with his legs. So um, if he you was, get the he was some, fun some to arm watch. this year, he, he will be an exciting player to watch. He's one of my most exciting players to keep an eye on this season in the SEC. So if he does win the job, if not, I know he'll play some. So um, to me, that's a game where Auburn, you're looking ahead to LSU. If, you, if you're having a good season so far, that's a game where you know that's SEC West. You got to win that to – to take control of the West and to take control of the West before you play Alabama. So um, to me, that could be a potential trap game as well. I like how we're thinking of light tonight in that area. Yeah. And uh, looking at week six, um, we just, I just highlighted it. LSU versus Auburn. That that's my game of the week in week six. Um, I just mentioned how, how um, Auburn's going to be looking to take control of the West, potentially, if things go the way heading into there. And for LSU, around this time, you're going to know your identity. As we mentioned, they're losing so many key players, so many key coach, key quarterback. Um, around this time of the season is when you're finding your group, you know your niche, and we'll see if they, they can um, control their season there. Yeah, uh, week six, how fun is it going to be to see Mike Leach's air raid go up against the Alabama defense? That's we've wanted that kind of stuff, and now we're finally gonna get it. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be um chess match type stuff. You know, it can you know, Bama, we know they have a a great defense, but um, can they stop fifty to sixty passes? It's it's gonna be challenging. Yeah. You know, in a in a league where offense is supposed to better the defense, where receivers are supposed to be better the corners, where corners have it hard. Um, we'll see what happens. That should be a, a good game. Um, 
it's just going to be very exciting to see the different kind of formations, different kind of chess moves the coaches make against each other. And I think they've got, what, three new starters in the secondary, Alabama does. I think they're going to have, like, three new starters. Because I know they lost Trevon Diggs and Xavier McKinney. And I'm trying to think who the other corner might have been. Yeah, they're definitely going to have some younger players. Out of there yeah, so they're going to get tested week six. All right, moving at the week seven, um, we have uh, – you're, you're representing them already. You know, it's a big game. It's going to be the largest cocktail party ever. It's Florida, Georgia. SEC right. title probably going to be on the line. Yeah, that that's the one. I mean, that's that's a huge game. It's a huge game every year. It does feel a little bigger this year because I think Florida finally has a legitimate shot to beat Georgia. I think last year they were right there. This year, I think, yeah, this is this is the year. Let's do it now because, like we said, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for Georgia. They do have two good options, but you know. Anything can happen. It is a new system. There is a lot of new elements there. Florida is basically the same team. I know they're replacing some weapons on offense. This has got to be the year, I think, that Florida finally takes that next step and beats Georgia. Yeah, I'll just definitely be an interesting game. Um, Georgia's had their number as of recent. And um, right now, my, my pick to win that game is Georgia, just just because I think Florida is one more year away from, from, from being better than Georgia. But depending on how the Georgia offense looks, because I personally think the Georgia offense is going to be better. But it, if they're showing the same stagnant offense they had the last few years, if, if they're not getting it rolling, then the Gators definitely, definitely have the chance to beat them. And um, I think this game's for SEC East title. I think a lot of other people do. I feel like you do. I don't want to put Oh, yeah, down, for but, sure. Yeah, this is definitely the biggest game in the SEC East this season. Um, moving ahead, you know, after that, um, we have another huge game, um, one of the biggest in the SEC West. We have Alabama and LSU. Um, we, we, I highlighted, we both highlighted earlier, um, LSU, they're going to be new. We talked about that a couple times. Alabama, um, they have a couple new places in the secondary who's playing quarterback. But at the end of the day, it's still Alabama. It's still LSU. It's still SEC West. It's still for it all, most likely. Yeah, it's still going to be littered with NFL players. It's still going to be hard-nosed. You're going you're gonna to see a lot of damage in that game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of new for LSU, and there's a lot of uncertain for LSU, but at least they have the game at home. And I mentioned traveling. It shouldn't be a problem, but, again, mentally there's something about these road teams. They aren't usually as crisp. Going to Death Valley is a tough place to play. LSU is going to be fired up whether there's 100,000 people in the stands or not. Um, we are going to see a great matchup there. Uh, how are they going to live up to what I believe was the best game of the 2019 season? How do you follow that game up? Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. A lot of new faces, but it's, at the end of the day, it's still going to be the same old game. You mentioned a lot of damage. You know, these college athletes, you know, they're still they're still kids, but – when those two play, those are that's two grown men playing each other. Those are men. It seems like, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. Moving away from that big game, um, again we have a week where you have so many good games. You know, it's it's like where you you sit there and you say, well, what do I want to watch? You know, there's no top team versus top team, but that doesn't mean there's not good football. So, what are you looking for in week nine? I like Tennessee Auburn. They don't hardly ever play each other. I feel like um, when I saw them. You know, when I watched the schedule unveiling on SEC Network and it said Tennessee versus Auburn, and it got me thinking. It's like, wow, those teams really don't play each other, I don't think. Like, I never see those two names together. 
Like, Tennessee just never plays Auburn, I feel like. So, to finally see that, I think Tennessee is trying to take that next step with Jeremy Pruitt. I mentioned how Auburn, I believe, is a sneaky pick that can win the West. Um, that's going to be a big game for both of them and the trajectories of their seasons because it seems like Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat every year. If he's on the hot seat this year, you can't be losing at home to Tennessee. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Gus Malzahn does always seem to be on the hot seat. It seems like they're good, then they're stagnant, 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 really good, stagnant, stagnant. Um, like you said, though, um, I agree with a lot of your points you made. They, they don't they don't play each other a lot. That is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, another interesting matchup I have down is Mississippi State versus Georgia, uh, two dog teams. Um, again, we talk, I talked about this air raid a lot with Mike Leach. I'm interested to see just how it translates when you're playing one of the better defenses in the country. Um, I think it's going to be interesting j- just to see um, will it translate because we he, we saw him put up Anthony Gordon put up ridiculous numbers at Washington State. Um, the the um, stash himself over now. Yep, Gardner Minshew. He put up numbers at Washington State. So um, can this work in the SEC? I'm very interested. I'm going to be tuning into a lot of their games. Um, obviously, it's the first season, so there's going to be some different things. But I'm definitely interested to watch the Mississippi State team play a lot of games. And against Georgia, I think it's going to be another one of those games where you watch and you and you look for certain things. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to watch the Mississippi State this year. Uh, moving on from week nine, um, week ten, um, we have a couple of good games. Um, highlighted mostly by the by the Iron Bowl, we get that a week early this year instead of the last week of the season. We get it second to last week. Um, Auburn Alabama, a game that could decide the uh, SEC West, and then another game that um I was looking at. I'm pretty sure we both were looking at these two games too. That's why I'm just going to go ahead and talk about them both at the same time. Um, Texas A&M LSU, um, another game that has um that could change uh the middle to the top of the SEC West. You know, depending on who beats two tiebreaker wise, um, those two games could hold a lot of weight. Oh yeah, those are definitely going to be the top four teams in the West. So those two matchups could have a lot to do with you know who goes to the title game, who's a you know good one loss team that doesn't make the title game but still has playoff hopes. Like there's a lot that's going to go into those two games right there. I've also got the Egg Bowl written down. Our first chance to see Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin go at it, state of Mississippi. That's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, that's going to be Georgia, the South Carolina. Game of the season. Oh, yeah, that game's going to be insane. Also, Georgia, South Carolina, those two teams do not like each other. They are big-time rivals, and usually they play like week yeah, two. They play week very three. early, usually like week two, week three. Yeah, and now they're going to be playing on Thanksgiving weekend. And so that's going to be a new dynamic to that rivalry is those two teams playing in rivalry week. So I'm I'm interested to see all three of those games, all four of them, because you mentioned A&M and LSU. Yeah, the SEC. Um, we're gonna we're getting no shortage of storylines and no shortage of good games. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it's important that when you're watching this season, especially with, with a lot of teams that aren't playing with the other conferences, I think it's very important not to get caught up in looking at rankings. Just get get caught up in watching good football. Look for key matchups. Look look for yeah. guys that that are going to be draft eligible, that are going against other guys that could be draft eligible and see, you know, who's going to win these matchups. Because that's what you're looking forward to when you're looking at your NFL draft. I think it's very important not to get caught up in, in numbers with these teams right now. Correct. Um, and then the last week of the season, um, a game I'm liking is a game that's, again, usually early in the season. I'm looking at Florida-Tennessee. That's a game where these teams – you talk about teams that don't like each other. These fan bases definitely hate each other. So, um, usually beginning of the season, ending the season here, they don't get Florida State. They get Tennessee. Um, I'm excited to see how that one goes. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely going to be an interesting dynamic to that rivalry. Obviously, it doesn't still have the same juice as the 90s because we don't have Fulmer and Spurrier and Werfel and Peyton. But these two teams and these fan bases do not like each other. They don't. And you mentioned it with Florida not getting to play Florida State. You're going to have to take all that anger and aggression out on someone. Why not Tennessee? I think that's going to be a great matchup. I would also say the week before, you know, Auburn and Bama are going to be playing. And the week, you know, week 11, Bama gets, what was it? I think Arkansas or it was a cupcake game, right? I think it's Arkansas. Meanwhile, they finish with Arkansas. Yeah. Meanwhile, Auburn has yeah. to go play Texas A&M. They have a gauntlet. They did not get yeah. with that. To end this so play. after the, so after the Iron Bowl, Bama basically gets a week off. Meanwhile, Auburn's got to go to A and M and play Jimbo and the Aggies. That's that's a tough draw for Auburn there. Yeah, I'm looking at Auburn's schedule. You know that you just mentioned. I'm looking at it a little bit closer. They finish at Mississippi State, home against Tennessee, at Alabama, home against A and M. Um, at least they have their bye week before Mississippi State. We don't know how good they're going to be, but um, you know that's not the easiest end of the season. So. Definitely going to be huh. interesting to see if Auburn, if they, if they can, if emotionally they can get through that, and physically, you know, with, with no injuries. But if they, yep. if they can get through that, if they win these games, that's going to be the hottest team in the country. You'd have to say. Oh, by far, yeah, by far. So it's definitely a challenge, but um, if you can answer that challenge, it's going to be rewarding. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we've gone through the whole schedule, so um, let's let's get to some predictions. Um, what do you SEC West, SEC East? Uh, who do you have coming out of each side? I do think the SEC championship is probably going to be Florida versus Alabama. Um, I, I do think this is the year where Florida finally beats Georgia. Also, Georgia has to play Bama in the regular season, and Florida doesn't. So that could be an extra conference loss for Georgia that could loom pretty large when it gets to these standings. Um, I said that Auburn is a sneaky, sneaky team. I do think they could compete with Bama, but you just mentioned that schedule. It is an absolute gauntlet. If Mac Jones is what some of the media is saying he is, which is pretty good, I think we got Florida-Alabama. I think it would be a great game. I think Florida has a chance to upset Alabama in that game. But at the end of the day, with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 sitting out, what is the playoff going to look like? Both of those teams can mm-hmm. go ahead and be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. I, we, we, we could easily see two teams from the SEC make the playoffs. And depending on who plays and who doesn't, um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if a third team got in. Um, yep. Obviously, it would be difficult. Obviously, you'd have to have X loses, Y loses, Z loses to B by a score of minus seven. They got to yeah. they got to win that game. That game. It's going to be very interesting. But um, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that three SEC teams can make the playoffs, depending on what happens. Yeah. No. This year, the playoff could look weird. We mentioned the group of five. Um, the Big 12 could beat each other up. I think the SEC could beat each other up just because there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and in the ACC, we would assume Clemson will be there. But, yeah, this playoff could look weird. Yeah, definitely is going to be very interesting. Um, I, I have Alabama winning the West as well. Um, I think with Bryce Young or Mac Jones, I think I think they'll get enough out of quarterback. I think the rest of their pieces are strong. I think I think they returned um, to, to um, Atlanta. Seems like they're home. The past few years, they they play in Atlanta every year at least once. Um, yeah. In the East, I'm I'm really torn between the Gators and Georgia. I still personally think Georgia is a hair better than Florida, but um, like you said, they play Alabama. 
which is huge. If, if they lose, that's an extra conference loss that could give the Gators the tiebreaker at the end, especially if they can beat Georgia. If they can beat Georgia and Georgia loses to Alabama, the, the Gators will probably take the East. So um, yeah. right now I have Georgia here better than them. Um, I have them going to SEC championship. I'd probably give the edge to Alabama, depending on how Georgia's offense looks. I, I'm really expecting Georgia to leap offensively. And if they don't, then, then Florida can easily take the conference from them. I think one, one of my biggest things to look forward to is this Jamie Newman Todd Monk connection. Um, I think they have potential to make this the best George offense we've seen in years um, to get the ball moving downfield, to get the ball to guys like George Pickens and the rest of their offensive threats. Um, so that's what I have going right now in the, S- in, um, the SEC East and the SEC Championship. Um, what yeah, are some, I think um, the SEC is wide open this year. What are, um, what are some um, things you're looking out for in the conference this year that we haven't touched on yet? Well – uh, it's kind of – it's not a good one. Uh, but, man, Arkansas and Vanderbilt, those two teams, I really, really, really wish they were playing against each other this year. That way one of them is guaranteed to win. Because if you go look at their schedules, there's a very good chance that they could both go 0-10. I don't think they will. I'm sure they'll stumble in and accidentally win one game. But, man, Arkansas and Vanderbilt, I'm praying for y'all. Yeah, the schedule did zero favors to Arkansas. They drew the two toughest teams they could have drawn in the SEC East. They get the Gators. They get Georgia. No favors there. Um, they start off with Georgia. That's that. The yeah, here. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to play Georgia. By the way, um, you get to be at home, but you're playing them first. Yeah, and, and you, you play Alabama uh, at home, but hey, you're, yeah. you get Alabama. Yeah. yeah, they definitely didn't do them um, any favors there. Um, do you have any any players you're looking out for? Well, speaking yeah, speaking of home games, Tennessee probably their two biggest rivals are Alabama and Florida, and they get both of those teams at home. If they could upset one of those, that'd be huge for them and huge for Jeremy Pruitt. As far as players to watch, I mean KJ Costello would be a good one just because he's a Mike Leach quarterback. Um, I still. I, I fight my friends over this. I'm still not 100% sure that Kyle Trask is a playoff quarterback, and I really think we're going to see some Emory Jones. Yeah, I definitely think the um, the offense's upside is higher with Jones, obviously, because Jones has as a better runner, and um, he probably, he might have a better arm, stronger arm, but um, the accuracy um, might go to Trask, but. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be – for the Gators to win the East, like you predicted, I think Trask has to level up. You know, th- there's a lot of talks yeah. about you, – when you look at the NFL draft, for example, coming up, you have Fields, you have Lawrence, but then after him, you that three, four, five. There, there's room for guys to move up and down, and Trask one of those guys. If he has a big season, he could find himself moving up draft boards. Um, you know, Dak Prescott did a great job with Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. Dan Mullen knows how to coach quarterbacks, why he came here. Um, that's why yeah. I, I thought the Gears would be good because he can read these quarterbacks. So um, for Trask, it's a huge season. There's a lot of doubt with people um, around the media nationally and uh, locally. You know, can, can Trask be a, a playoff quarterback, like you said? So for them to be good, he's definitely going to take that next step. I, I also had that one written down. And another quarterback that I'm looking at this season is Kellen Mond. Um, it's your third season with Jimbo. You've been up and down your whole time here. Last yeah. season, it's make or break time. Um he has the the um, all the prototypical things looking for in a quarterback. He's big, he's strong, he can run, but he just he can't seem to put it all together yet. And um, if he wants to make A and M leave a mark, if they want to stop finishing with seven and eight wins, 
Um, it's up to him to lead this offense. We know Jimbo Fisher, has, like we, like Dan Mellon says, a great quarterback coach. Jimbo Fisher, great quarterback coach. He's put multiple coach, multiple quarterbacks, excuse me, into the first round. So, um, Kellen Mond, it's your time, my man. You you got the coach. You have some players. You have some weapons. You got to go out and get the job done now. Yeah, we really need to figure out who Kellen Mond is. Is he more of a 7-5 and five quarterback, or can he be a 10-2 and two quarterback? Obviously, they're not playing 12 games this year, but – yeah, who who is Kellen Mond? We got to figure that out. And uh, two two other guys I like just just to touch on before we end this, and I'll let you uh you know talk about some other guys if you like. Um, I talked about Ole Miss briefly earlier with Lane Kiffin. Um, I I really like their running back Jaron Ealy and their quarterback John Reese Bumley. Um, they both are dual sport athletes. They're both on the baseball team as well as the football team. Um, these guys are dynamic with the ball in their hands. And um, whether Plumley wins the job or not, he's gonna get playing time. Um, Ely should be the lead back this year as well. So um, Ole Miss, they might not win a lot of games, but I think their offense is going to be exciting. These are two sophomores now. So um, if they can get some traction under their belt to go into their junior season, I think it'll be really exciting. I just think these guys are really dynamic athletes. And like I said, don't get caught up in the rankings. Don't, like, look for players that are exciting. Look for things like that. I think those are two guys that are very exciting that can get the job done. Yeah, for sure. John Reese Plumley's a lot of fun to watch. Ole Miss is going to be fun to watch this year. Uh, are there any other low-key guys you're looking at, or is that about it for you? That's probably about it. I would like to see the Alabama quarterback situation. Um, I know I heard Mac Jones had the second-highest QBR in the SEC in the, what, second half of last year behind Joe Burrow. Well, that was with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Um, now, I know Devontae Smith and uh, Jalen Waddell are also probably going to be first-round guys, but I don't think they are as good as Judy and Ruggs. So, now that your talent has gone down at receiver, can you still produce? And how much are you looking over your shoulder at Bryce Young? Yeah, it would, just be, it would definitely be interesting to see who wins the quarterback battle um, between the Hedges and Georgia and who wins it over in Alabama. Um, two teams that are arguably going to be the favorites. Um, both have quarterback questions, so it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, this was the SEC preview. Um, we'll be back with more previews for other conferences, hopefully within the week. Hopefully we get some more conferences to miraculously say they're going to play. So we have more previews to bring you guys. But um, this was the SEC preview. I was Jamil. That was RJ. Thank you for watching. Y'all have a great one.